please. We are live for episode 138 of the Wise Guys Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Capazello, and back with me again is Mr. Romaine Davis, FLB. And we are here to discuss, not breaking news, but very new news. James Harden is now officially a Los Angeles Clipper. He is no longer with the Philadelphia 76ers. He is now in La La Land where he wanted to be. Uh, a new place he wanted to be for about the fourth time in his damn career. Um, oh, we're, we're, you know, we're, I'm, I'm going to be the James Harden defender today because you know, not too much. We will. Not we too will. much. Not we will. too much. We will. We're going to get into it. But first, before we dive into that, we're going to get into where the Clippers uh, – where do the Clippers – go in 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 the uh, western conference hierarchy now with james harden on their on their team where do the 76ers go in the east um romaine you know he already had very low hopes for him i could only imagine it's probably gone even you know more down i'm not um, gonna lie tyrese maxi has made me a little bit of a believer oh, a little tyrese maxi guy now okay and uh we're obviously gonna talk about james harden and, and you know what he can he can do for the los angeles clippers but before we get into all that, please, if you are watching this video, give us a like, thumbs up, subscribe if you are new, please. I'm, I'm begging everybody that what if you are not a subscriber, please subscribe right now. Okay, we are on subscriber 666, and I don't like the bad juju, so please just click the subscribe button. I beg of you, just it doesn't even matter, right? Just just click it because you know you want to save people and you're a good person, okay? And share the content with your friends and family. And uh, comment along with us and tell us your thoughts about the James Harden news. What do you think about the Clippers? What do you think about the 76ers? What do you think about James Harden? And, um, oh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't add it. Happy Halloween to everybody out there who, uh, you know, goes and gets their candy and whatnot. Those those days are over for for me and Romaine. Um, we're just chilling now. Uh, but, um, yeah, have a happy Halloween and then all that fun stuff. But now let's – let's uh, oh, and uh, click the links in the description. Subscribe to my uh, – subscribe. Follow, they always like subscribe on YouTube. We got follow on the social medias. Follow us on uh, social medias, the wise guys stuff, my personals, Romaine stuff. Go subscribe to Romaine's YouTube channel. All the links are in the description as usual. But now that we've got all that out of the way, let us get to the reason why we are gathered here today. James Harden is now a clipper. Let me read you the trade details, and then we can dive right into it. So the Los Angeles Clippers receive James Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Philippe Petrusev. I didn't see him in the uh, original tweet, but apparently he is, uh, I guess that's money situation. And the 76ers receive Marcus Morris, really like Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, really like Robert Covington too, Nicholas Batoon, solid player, Kenyon Martin Jr., I was actually really excited for him to be on the Clippers. Young, up-and-coming player who, who maybe could take another step forward. Now, now, gone. now, he's, now he's on the Sixers. Um, first-round pick 2026 via the OKC Thunder. A first-round pick from 2028. I'm guessing that's going to be a Clippers pick. Uh, a 2029 pick swap and 2024 and 2029 second-round picks. Now, I say all that to you, Romaine. I guess that's let's a dive into the – yeah, let's dive into the Clippers side of things, right? You want to do that first? Yeah, they're they're the they're the ones that benefit, I think, from this yeah. most. So, what do you what do you just change anything? I know we we talked. Uh, I think it was a week ago. I'm pretty sure it was last week. And you said I would consider if they got James Harden, it might move me. And That's I'm considering your. Yeah, I'm considering their uh, uh, top five um initiate a top five on, on ball creator in the game right now, or was. 
I don't know where you'd have him right now, but he's still uh, very much up there. And you pair him with two of the best on and off ball wings in the game right now is going to make life a lot easier for both Kawhi and PG. And it's going to help them at least rest a couple. I know PG and Kawhi doesn't care about the regular season accolades anymore. They're not, if they have to go below the 65 games, they'll do it as long as they're healthy for the playoffs. And James can be the guy that helps keep this offense afloat. They didn't have to give up Norm. They didn't have, they didn't have to give up any other core guys. Oh, except for like, if you consider Batum a core guy, but they didn't yeah. really have to give up anything just crazy. Morris has been a core guy for them. He's just been there for probably the longest tenure. And he hasn't even been playing like that. Yeah, yeah. Then so, yeah. but um, so that's great. But then this also begs the question of what does this do with Russ now? Like he now becomes even more mm. off ball. And that was the first problem back in L.A. But at the same time, this team has a lot better shooters than L.A. did. So I think Russ or even James Harden playing off closeouts and playing three on um, playing off doubles, playing three on four, going downhill. I think that can be I think what people expected from Russ on the Lakers is what they're going to get on the Clippers right now, since they have at least a better core on them, better shooters better shooters and better players and players that can really play off ball. And, you know, his, the second best shooter on the court is LeBron James next to him constantly. So I don't think that's going to be too much of a problem, but I understand why people are a little bit skeptical because, you know, him and James didn't really work in Houston. But then again, they did. Russ had the most efficiency in his career. He just got hurt. And then the bubble happened and then he wasn't healthy and all that. But at the end of the day, um, the Clippers keep clippering. Um, going ahead and get the, the disgruntled star, disgruntled player that you think is the next piece. They've been looking for a, um, a playmaker for a while, and they finally got one. But at the end of the day, it feels like – it's starting to feel like a retirement home over there. Like, And at some point, I'm just like, one, I don't think both Kawhi and PGs are really at the same level, especially from when they first came here. They're not. The injuries have piled up on the body. They're just really not moving the same. They're not the same players. So obviously getting James would help that. But at the same time, does it help them compete against some of the, the upper echelons? It brings them closer now to basically being, I think, neck and neck with LA all over with the Lakers all over again. Um, but do you consider them better than um the Suns or the Nuggets? I don't know if you can keep them up. Yeah, yeah. No, the nugget, know. the nuggets obviously not. The nuggets are I think we've we've discussed it at nauseum. They're in the class, even though I Picked the Clippers, uh, before, you know, two weeks ago to go to the championship and win the chip. But I, I can admit that's kind of just yeah, me. I think they're in that little. Thinking. But I, um, think, I think they're in that third. That the obviously, I think the Nuggets are in their own tier. Yeah, own they're tier. in their own tier. They're in class. Yep. Proven. And I think yeah, and I think now the Clippers are in the mix of the Lakers, Golden State, and uh, Lakers, Golden State, and Phoenix right now. Yeah. And that little mix because. That's the, and the guess guess what that is? That's the big four that Brandon was talking about all offseason. The big four. You were talking about this Clipper team. You were talking about the Clipper team. I'm talking, I talked about that big four of those four teams right there. And I was talking about the Clippers, but I'm very high on the Clippers. Now, in terms of I would push back a little bit on PG and Kawhi. I understand maybe not the same in terms of their athleticism and stuff like that, but in terms of player. I still think last time I saw Kawhi, he was arguably top three player in the entire world. And I know it was one and a half or two games in the playoffs, but those were a hell of performances that he put up. Um, Paul George, I think he's still a top 20 player when healthy. He's, he's, I mean, he's a, there could be some debates. There could be some debates there. I but guess. Yeah. yeah he's, to, in that, he's in that mix. He's in that mix. Yeah. 
and and I understand why like there could be debate now because he is like like we're talking about a nauseum the injuries and he has not been able to show it as much as you know say like a a John Morant or something like that who's been healthy yeah. and, and shown up. Um, but well, the last time we saw him healthy with some pressure, he brought them to the Western Conference Finals. So exactly, like so, Paul George, like at his best, we know is a top twenty player. I think at his best, top twenty is easy. Um, top fifteen, possibly, you're 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 edging right there. He's a two way player. He's one of the best two way players at his at his peak. Uh, he's a guy who can give you 25, 27 on any given night. To be honest with you, and and high level defense. So that's where I like. That's why I've always loved this team. You know, you got the Paul George, and he plays his perfect role as a Robin. And you got Kawhi, who is that true Batman who we've seen. I know you can bring up the injuries that he went through when he uh, in Toronto, but. If we're going to be honest, it was one superstar and then all-stars after that. There was no star or other superstar on that Toronto Raptors team. Name me another guy who's done – name me the last time a guy has done that without another superstar next to him. Dirk. Yeah. Steph. So it's been a while. It's been a while. Steph, Steph. actually. Draymond or Claire are not superstars. Okay. But that didn't happen yet. That hadn't happened yet when he beat – when Toronto won. That hadn't happened yet because he had KD before that, except for the one back in uh, twenty, the first one in twenty fifteen. Did I lose your old man? You went blank on me there. Yep, you went blank. You went, you went blank for a second after I finished. Up. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. After I said twenty fifteen, you went blank. So I didn't, I didn't catch what you yeah, said. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I was like, yeah, twenty. I was say, yeah, no, yeah, twenty. Yeah, um, twenty fifteen. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I forgot about that one. I forget. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. Um, and, and you could bring up the 2014 with the San Antonio Spurs where they really didn't actually have – but th- those teams, again, were like well-oiled machines. Like the the offense they're putting out was just so high level. Toronto was a well – Toronto were. was well-oiled when 59, ga- 59 games with DeMar DeRozan and then they took DeMar DeRozan off and then added and put Kawhi Leonard in his place. Yeah. Trust me. And, and that, that, But, uh, yeah, yeah, and the, the, there's levels to that. That's why they were the baby dinosaurs and then they were the – world champions with Kawhi. But what I'm getting to, my whole point is, was I was very high on this Los Angeles Clippers team because of those two guys and because of the guys that they had on their team and and actually because of three players they did trade away. Uh, Marcus Morris, Sr., Robert Covington, Nicholas Platoon, and and like I mentioned also uh, Kenyon uh, Martin Jr., who actually had a pretty good game a, a couple nights ago against the Spurs. Uh, Bones Highland had a pretty the thing, good thing. That's the crazy part too. Wing depth used wing depth was a very very big positive. It was a very big plus for them, and now it's just become now it's pretty shallow. Paul George, Kawhi, Powell, kind of Powell's a Powell's a two. Yeah, that's why I said, but he's a, he's a little bit stockier. So I mean, yeah, I guess so. It's basically Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah, the wing depth used to be a positive for them. Now it's really not. Um, point of attack anymore because dude, three and D's that's how you win in this league. If you got three and D's, you're winning in this league. The problem with them though is that they had all the three and D, but they didn't have a guy that could pass to the three point shooters, they didn't have a playmaker. But -hmm. with James Harden, that would bring in James Harden now. Not only do you have a playmaker that makes it easier on the superstars on the roster, but at the end of the day, you still have Norm, you still have Terrence Mann. On this ro- you still have Terrence Mann on the roster. Um, Bones Highland. Who else is in their mix? I don't. I haven't seen too many other games. I don't know who's in the really their rotation this year. Well, I so just, they, they obviously the Zubac. You got you got Russ. You got. Um, um, I was talking about in terms of like shooters around. Oh, oh Powell. 
Coffee yeah, got, Coffee got six minutes. He's not. Yeah, Bones Highland, Powell, um, Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann. He didn't even play um, against the Spurs. So uh, yeah, th there's not many. Uh, so now it's yeah, you lost a you lost a, a good amount of shooting too. Um, so I do think that bench is probably going to be a little bit shallow. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would say. Not gonna lie, if that's the case, I would say put James at the one, moves Terrence Mann up to the two, and bring Russ off the bench so he can lead his own unit. Have him and Powell coming off the bench, um, and keep one of Paul, Kawhi or Paul George in with him at all times, so he has two good shooters around him at all times with a big man that can crash the offensive glass and can catch a lob here and there with either Mason Publey or Zubats up there. I think they have a plenty of ways to make this rock to optimize this roster what they have right now. Yeah, but. It's just that it's just that a team that's dealt the biggest problem for this team has been health, and now they cannot, they literally cannot afford a single injury. Yeah, I, I mean that that's why I think that they went and got a James Harden too. I think that they were thinking that our biggest our biggest setback for the past couple of years has been Kawhi and Paul George not being healthy when it, you know when it's ready to go, uh, either or or both of them. And now we're just kind of pushing all our chips to the middle of the table and saying, we got Russ, we got James, we got Paul George, we got Kawhi. Odds are hopefully at least two of them are going to be there in the playoffs, right, out of those four names. And that's why I think that they're banking on now and that they got, you know, James Harden to be that playmate, even though I thought Russ could be that guy. And uh, I, I don't know. I'm hearing a little bit of an echo still, Romain. Again? Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I'm hoping because – because I thought Russ was going to be able to be – was going to be that guy. Like, that's why you got Russ, you know, a ball, the ball-dominant point guard who can playmake. I know James is a better playmaker than – but, like, Russ ain't – like, there's nothing to sneeze at. He can give you seven and a half, eight and a half assists, something like that. Um, I know he's going to turn the ball. I mean, this is, these are two guys – I saw that – I heard this stat, Romain. Russell Westbrook and James Harden in the last seven years have are, – are, are number number one and number two in in total turnovers in the last seven years. So you got those two guys as your basically point guards. Um, and you brought up a point of Russ coming off the bench. We know how that worked out in the other LA and it didn't work out very well. Russ didn't like it. It didn't fit with him. And that was kind of like scrapped up uh, pretty quickly. Is he going to like this? Is he going to accept this role? You know, I'm hearing people say, Oh, it's about the approach. You know, Darwin didn't approach Russ the right way. Tyloo's going to approach Russ the right way. I, I, I don't know about that. I, I wasn't there, so I don't, I don't understand. I just don't understand. That's why I'm, I'm saying to this move, I don't understand the move. I don't get it, right? Because you traded away th four three and D type players. Ke Kenny Martin Jr. Not really a three and D, but a young guy who can, you know, play some defense and, and, and score the ball. You get rid of those guys and you trade away basically every other draft, you know, capital you had left, which was not much anyway. And you get James Harden. And I know we're not mentioning PJ Tucker, who actually was kind of like the steal of this uh, trade package. I'm surprised they even got, got him, but you, you go out just to get James Harden. Now it's, you got James and Russ two ball dominant guys that it didn't work out in Houston. And I don't see how it's going to work out here again when they're now older and less of what they were back in Houston. I just don't see how this this works out. If I gotta really be honest with you, I really am. I I, I kind of see a fuzzy vision of how it could work out, right? I do see that, but I don't see the clear picture that everybody else sees of 
this guy is going to change life for the Los Angeles Clippers. I, I don't see. I thought Russ was the guy that they got to be the point guard. I don't know why you get James now and, and mix that. I got forget. you. You were muted. Let's for not forget. You're good. Oh, let's not forget that I think before the season ended, before the the regular season ended, before Russ's injury, I'm pretty sure Houston was on pace to be a 55 to 60 win team with both of them. It's not that it didn't work. It's that the bubble script a lot of things for a lot of teams. Let's be real here. Screwed up a lot of things for the Clippers. They don't want to be there. Russ got hurt around the time when the season was coming back. They were out of their groove. James is not in the best shape. But in the regular season, it was working for them. Um, So I think bringing them on a team. Um, So it's not like this. It just it imploded on itself. And, you know, they just didn't work together at um, well, I mean, it did implode. It did implode towards at, at the end, like the bitter end. When yeah, Russ but I, I feel that I want out. Yeah, that that that's one. Um, two. Wait, that's what happened. I thought they just traded him, but either way, no, he requests he wanted out. I mean, the r- reports and rumors were that he he said, "I I, I want you know this isn't working. I want to go back to being like the primary point guard." And the, and then I think there were also reports about James and and Russ getting into a you know. A little bit disgruntledness, but that that take that for whatever you well, want. The play, that's why I know. Well, the the play on the court before then was great. Yeah, James is always, even though there's been you know him and Dwight, I guess kind of like when every star he's left, kind of I don't know, I guess left with a sour taste. Maybe they're still cool to this day, but I think at the time they left the sour taste. I mean, Dwight, he wanted Dwight out. Uh, Chris, he wanted Chris out. Uh, Russ, he wanted Russ out. Then he went to Brooklyn. Then he said, you know, oh, he didn't like Kai there. I and then he said, I'm out. And now he goes to Philly that he doesn't get along with fucking Doc Rivers. And it's like, dude, at, at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, people, at the end of the day, James Harden apologists, you got to start looking at the common denominator here of it's been James Harden. Like you can make all the excuses and try and add all this context that you want, which is cool. But at the end of the day, you'll lose those arguments anyway because it's always just been James. It truly has. And that's all I'm trying to get across. Like, that's all. That's it. It's just, it's always been James. He's, he said, you know, except for the OKC, OKC was stupid to not pay the luxury tax and then, and then lose out, lose out on that big three, right? That was their dumb mistake, right? Then he goes to Houston with Dwight Howard, right? I, I, and I was at that time, I was like, yo, this team, I feel like this team could win a championship. You got, I was big into James. I was like, James is going to be this guy with Dwight. I love Dwight. I love that duo right there. It didn't work out at the end of the day. James blew it against Portland in Dame's second year. He played like shit. He was arguably the fourth best player on the entire court behind a second-year Damian Lillard, a LaMarcus Aldridge, and a Dwight Howard. Go look at the numbers, all right? Then he says, Dwight, you're not working with me. I need Dwight to get out of here, right? Dwight, you got to go. All right, Dwight's gone. They acquiesce. I think they play a year without Chris, or or Chris comes in right after that. I'm getting foggy on that. Then Then they go get Chris Paul. Wait, no, no, no. It was a couple years after that. It was a couple years. It was two, two maybe. Yeah, because okay. the the D'Antoni phase. So James is the only superstar there, and he's just racking up insane numbers. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, that's where I get a little foggy. So okay, two years in between, then Chris comes in, right? Then everybody's like, oh, you know, this I like this, you know. Well, at first people were like, this could be a little shaky, two ball dominant guys, right? But then they make it work, and they get Game Seven Western Conference Finals against the Golden State Warriors. 3-3 in Houston, and guess what happened? Chris Paul's down. Yeah, sure, but guess what happens? They have a lead at halftime, and they have the worst shooting performance in NBA history, and James Harden 
does another no-show like he does every time in the damn big moments of the playoffs, all right? Then they go, I think, another year with Chris Paul, if I'm not mistaken, and then they they don't really do it. They can't recreate the magic, and then James basically rumors and reports are James Watts. It's Chris not that they couldn't out. recreate it. Chris was just hurt all the time. Like he it was, was it was, and 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 then he basically wanted Chris out. They got rid of Chris. Bring me Russ. Let's rekindle this OKC. Uh, you know, shit. We're getting Russ back. And like Romay said, it looked like it was good. They're playing well. The bubble happens. You know, it sucks for a lot of a lot of the teams that that had to go through that and stuff. And then towards the bitter end of the Russ and, and Harden Houston days, he said, you know, Russ said, I want out. And there was reports that they got disgruntled. Then he goes to freaking Brooklyn. All right. Says, get me out of Houston. I don't want to show up overweight. Goes to Brooklyn with Kyrie. Says, I want to be in Brooklyn. I want to be in Brooklyn. Send me to Brooklyn. Okay, well, we'll say Brooklyn. We'll say Brooklyn. You go with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. And then not even, what, a year and a half later, he's saying, get me the hell out of Brooklyn. I can't handle it with Kyrie. I can't do this anymore. I want out of I want out of Brooklyn. All right, where do you want to go, James? I want to go to Philadelphia. All right, we'll say Philadelphia. Go to Philadelphia with Embiid. All right, I'm in Philadelphia now. And then, what, two years together in Philly? Get rid of Doc Rivers. It's Doc's Rivers. I don't get with, I don't, I don't fuck with Doc anymore. Blah, 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 get rid of Doc. And now it's like, Get me out it of was a year. It was a year and a, it was a year and a half. One and two. Are we gonna sit here and act like Doc Rivers is a good coach? He is a good coach. He's a good coach. I mean, you don't rack up those career wins like that and just fall into being a good coach. I'll, I'll give you this. Doc Rivers is the great. Doc Rivers is the Doc Rivers is the greatest overachieving coach of all time. In a sense, when he when he doesn't have a team that doesn't have that you don't think has the required talent to really compete. Mm-hmm. He's great at rallying those guys. But when you give him top-tier talent, when even top-tier talent, he is not a great coach. The one time he was successful, he had the by far best team in the league. And I they think, still almost lost to Kobe and Powell. I think I, – I truly think – I mean, well, that's Kobe, though. Um, I think Doc – I mean, he's he was ranked in the top 15 head coaches um, in NBA history. So I mean I pretty he's gonna get in the Hall of Fame for whatever that counts. I know the basketball Hall of Fame is pretty whack to be honest with you, but I mean he's got top ten in career wins. So I I I think Doc is I know he's got the blown three ones and leads all of that. So that kind of uh, defeats it and he hasn't won since two thousand eight. But I think he's a good coach. I do think Doc's a good coach. But my point is at the end of the day, Romaine, is that fucking James Harden. Okay, so we, but to we, be we, fair, to be fair, the Doc thing too is like. It it wasn't just that it got didn't get along with James Harden. He didn't get along with he didn't get along with Ben. He didn't get along with Chris. He didn't get along with he didn't get along with Chris in LA. Yeah. Well that yeah. I think that more had to maybe do with because Okay, see now look who's making excuses. No, I think I had to do with Austin. I mean he the notoriously Chris Paul and Austin did not get along. Notoriously. Okay. Maybe well, at the end of, at the end of the day, look, I I'm gonna play devil. I'm gonna play devil. I'm gonna play devil's advocate because, look, I have some feelings about James Harden myself, but I will give him the little bail of a lot of these situations. You can see where he's coming from when he does get pissed or when things just don't work out for him. You can see where he's coming from. Okay, see, that's a wash. They traded him. They shouldn't have done it. They're stupid. With Dwight, Dwight was on the decline. Dwight still had that ego where he always wanted touches in the post and he wasn't producing from down there. And when he got in the playoffs, even though Dwight, that James is notoriously done, which is a big flat red flag on him, is when he doesn't like a situation, he will tank the team to force them to do something 
because he's normally the best player on the squad. You don't want to trade him. So he will tank his performance and force you to do something. And I feel like um, you, uh, Josh Smith was on, Josh Smith was on, um, I think, Club uh, 320 podcast, the Jeff Teague podcast. And he was talking about that year with that year with them where they came back 3-1 against the Clippers and then they got washed, right? He said himself that in that game when they were coming back, James was on the bench, and you know James was on the bench, and um, as the game was getting closer, they could see the owners in the stands telling um, what's his name, Kevin McHale, put James back in, put James as in you know we can't have our million dollar play not be in these closing moments of a playoff game. Obviously, Kevin McHale doesn't listen because he what's going well is going well. Jason Terry, um, Jace, um, Josh Smith. All those guys bring them back. They win that game, and then James Harden puts the James Harden I think drops thirty seven in Game Seven, puts the series away. So it is what it is. And then James and, and Mikhail has a little falling out because obviously you don't want to put me in back in in these type of games. All that stuff. Mikhail got to go, and you can see where both sides come from. That Mikhail had something good going on here. Why would I ruin that? And James is I'm the superstar of this team. Why can't I be in in these closing moments? I I think I've played well enough that even if I'm having a rough game, I deserve a little bit of trust to be able to perform in these moments. And I think Mikhail just didn't trust him to perform in those moments. So Mikhail's out, D'Antoni in. Mm-hmm. James has those years of amazing numbers. Um, obviously, you don't have the time to consistently compete. Loses to Golden right. State. Losing to Golden State. Um, and then losing to Golden State and then San Antonio. The San Antonio one in game six was absolutely awful. Because I don't even think Kawhi was playing in Houston. Just and uh, Kawhi, James, and... he just called. He just called. And Manu, I think Manu no, wasn't no, playing. Tony, either. Tony wasn't. Oh playing. yeah, and th- he just fell apart in, in game that six? game. Yes, he just yeah, fell game apart. six. Yeah, this was game six. James Harden, ten points, six turnovers, two for eleven from the field, two for nine from three. Um, points How... and field goals made tied season lows. His worst plus minus was a season. What low was the game. what? Was, what was the score of the game? I don't have that in front of me. Oh well, um, I think they won that game. Spurs won that game by quite handily. I think twenty plus. And Pop yeah. even in the conference in in the press conference is like, it's not that we even played that great. They just played really, really bad. Yeah. And again, that's one of his disappearing acts. But you go in, you need, you realize you need to bring somebody else with him. You get Chris Paul, put a good team together, and yes, collapse. Twenty-seven straight missed threes. But you're not, you're not gonna tell me when we know that that the greatest team of all time, the team that came the closest to putting them down, didn't have part of the reason why people consider him one of the best, and the team collapsed. I'm sorry, I can't put all of that on James. Yes, he's part of the collapse of the 27 mysteries, but at the end of the day, you were this close, and injury screwed you. Because if you had Chris Paul in that game, that would not have happened. 100. percent Because Chris exactly. Paul was the actual catalyst of that team, like he usually. Not had. even that. Chris Paul, both of them. Chris Paul is just a notoriously great point guard. You put him next to a player like James Harden, that's a notoriously that's great scorer. Things work. Chris Paul is better than James Harden. Yeah. All time, I'll. We can have All that conversation. Time, time, it don't matter. I'll take Chris at Paul. That, at that, at that very mo- at that very moment, I would say. Chris Paul. Mm, I wouldn't say that. I mean, no, I'm th- all right. But. Fall apart next year. Chris Paul is consistently injured. You go against Golden State again, and this is where it looks bad. They don't have KD. Chris Paul is still playing in the series, and Steph whoops y'all ass. That's where it looks kind of bad right there. Him and Chris Paul have the falling out. 
Chris Paul obviously gets traded to OKC. Russ is here, have a great regular season, traded away every single big on the roster to go super small to maximize yeah. the spacing. Works great. Offense looks good. Um, going to the, Then the bubble happens, going to the playoff. Russ is hurt. James um, plays almost the entire OKC series without Russ, finds a way to beat them, even though he played like shit and thinking game seven or game six, what? Game seven or game six, and Lou Dort went crazy. Well, you find a way to win that game. Well, that was the OKC, and then, OKC series, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And who then, the, by, by just, just uh, you know, refresh my memory. Who was the lead guy on that? OKC? Oh my God, yes, Chris Paul. Yeah, were they, they supposed to be in the? Were they supposed to be in the playoffs? They weren't supposed to make the playoffs. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. It went to game seven too, right? Yes, without yeah. Russ. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the team's not supposed to be in the playoffs. Chris Paul. You didn't have the second best play, and they still ended up winning. What are we doing? That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. Okay, whatever. They got swept. Ru- the Russ situation, cool. That shit blew up. Um, Russ obviously didn't want to be there. Goes to Washington. He, James has another year, and he's just like, I don't like it here. They don't want to trade him. He goes in regular season, out of shape. Basically, forces him to trade him. Goes to Brooklyn. Yep. Let's not be. Let's not act stupid here. If that team stayed healthy, they're fucking everybody up. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody's getting demolished. And like, they, 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 okay. <laughs> the Clippers didn't even make it either. So what are we doing? But at the end of the day, they weren't healthy. James hurt his hamstring. Kyrie, the ankle. KD had to go supernova. Wasn't enough. And the next year comes around. Kyrie's on his whole sabbatical. Um, James obviously doesn't like it. And you can understand why. You're here to win a championship. And one of your star players here isn't consistently That's on the fair. court. Yeah. Yeah, so you can understand why he gets prison. Like, you know what? I want to be out of here. Goes to Philly the first year. didn't work out. Obviously, people, I'm not going to write write you off because the first year of two superstars being together doesn't work out. It is what it is. James played bad. Embiid played bad. Coming in next year, y'all play great in the regular season. Get to the playoffs. Have a pretty, very good first round. And then you get to the conference finals. And let's, I mean, second round. And you wet the betting out of the game seven. To be fair to James, he had two fucking amazing. He had one good game, two amazing games in that series. But when it counted, where was he? Okay, yes, like when it sucks. mattered, he's like he, when it he, he was bad. He was bad. He was bad. He was bad. He was He was bad. Bad. He was. He is literally. I'm not even kidding. He is arguably the worst playoff performer in NBA history. I'm not even kidding. David Robinson exists. Karl Malone exists. Carl Malone got to an NBA fight. He got to two NBA finals. Okay. All I'm saying is pull up the numbers. Pull up the numbers. James Harden. I got the numbers here too in front of me of James Harden's absolute collapse. I said arguably. I didn't say worse. I said he's arguably the worst playoff performer. Part in of the NBA. reason why Carl Malone has always got gotten to two NBA finals is simply because of the fact that he went his for some reason they always were healthy. They could never get fucking hurt. Well, James Harden has never had that luck. The injuries always seem to freaking pop up, and if yeah, but again, at the end of the day, and you went through the context very well. I applaud you for that, Romain. But at the end of the day, like I said, context or not, you've got to look at common denominator. He always seems to find himself in shitty look at situations. It this way. Okay, but look at it this way: if we use that same logic, if we use that same logic for somebody else, right? A guy that's constantly been demonized by his teams. Mm-hmm. People call uh people say that he's um not worth the money, not worth the not worth the drama. Yeah. But then he goes to a situation that's great for him mm-hmm. and he goes to two two NBA finals. That's Jimmy fucking Butler. We've had we were having these same conversations when Jimmy left Philly. 
Everybody was looking at Jimmy as the guy in the locker room cancer, can't get along with his coaches, can't get along with anybody, thinks he's better than he actually is, but, but then he gets a situation that's right for him. Yes, I understand James has had a lot of situations, and he's mm-hmm. handpicked the situations he wanted to be in. No, not even that. Not even that. Nobody ever questioned Jimmy Butler's drive to win. Has their people been questioning James Harden? I mean, I don't know, man. You're in the club before a big game or something. You're doing stuff. We're not. What has that happened? Saying, so I'm saying. He's regular season. Yes, regular season. He's he's in the clubs and stuff. But when out when out have you seen him do stuff like that in the playoffs when it matters yeah, most man. when you need to perform? We've never seen oh, him man. do that. Why was he playing shitty in uh in uh in Miami last year in the playoffs? He wasn't healthy. He was fat. Mm. Whose fault was that? His, yes, I know, but we talked about him being out of shape. It is what it is. He's in shape now. Well, I mean, yeah, he looks he looks in better shape. I'll give him that. He looks in exactly. better shape. He does look exactly, but he was out of shape. He now. played bad. It is what it now. is, but I'm just saying. You can see where he's coming from in these. Especially, even I in Philly. You that. I you, said you in Philly, you were up for an extension. You could have gotten your max money because people still had high value of you. You're like, no, I'm going to stay back on a little bit of the money. Give him my extension. I'll stay back. You go get guys that can help us win a championship. Philly yeah. goes does that and looks like they have a under table discussion that hey yo Plus. you'll get your money next season. He plays worth that money in the regular season. He plays it. Playoff comes around, doesn't play like that. Obviously against Boston, Dale Moore doesn't want to give him the money. I think James has all right to feel like to feel like he got swindled because they he, we had an agreement here and you're walking back on it. And I feel Dale Moore has uh, has um has a has a pretty good reason of not wanting to give him the money because you're not worth the money as of right now, the way I'm seeing, and you're only going to get worse as your career goes along anymore yeah. at this point, which is cool on both sides. He wants to leave. He gets to leave. He's on the Clippers now. I'm not going to say this is the moment, like, this is his last chance because I'm a little bit out on him too. But you got to give a little bit of context and realize that not all of these are one, like, black and white always on James is what I'm saying. And you can understand how these situations crumble. In terms now, of- in a situation like this, I feel like it's even though he wanted to go here, which is he wanted to go here, which is a part of the problem. He always handpicks the place he wants to go, and they don't freaking work out because he's dumb. For some, but this feels like you're setting him up to fail again because you're putting him on a team with two injury prone forwards. That the moment either of them go down, this team champions hope is out the window. Let's be honest here. Exactly, you put him but on. James Harden thinks that he's that dude, so they shouldn't be out the window. Okay, but we're just talking reality here. Okay, cool. Well, if we're talking, hey, as of right now, reality. it's not it's not 2018 anymore. It is 2023. Going to be 2024 if you make the playoffs. He's not that guy anymore. It he is, is what it is. Guy. But I feel like this is this is a situation where he's kind of you're being set up to fail. Yeah, you're being so, set up to fail. So so to wrap it all up in terms of the Clippers point, let's just do a quick yes or no, Romaine. Actually, hold on. Do I believe it? Do I believe in him? No, no, no. Give me a no, no. I'm gonna name. Um, I should have had this teed up. That was really bad by me. Um, okay. Are the law Romaine? Are the Los Angeles Clippers better than the Memphis Grizzlies? A healthy Memphis Grizzlies? Yes. Yeah. Both teams are healthy. Obviously, well, both teams are healthy. Um, are the Los Angeles Clippers better than the Minnesota Timberwolves? Well, you know how I feel about the Timberwolves, but. For, for this sake, no, no, I, yeah. I don't think they're in that. I, I know the mix the Clippers are in, and I don't think Minnesota's in that mix. Yet. So you mean? I, you I mean, think they, I think they'll, I think they'll get to, I think they'll get to that mix, but I don't think they're in that mix as of right now. So yes, I think the Clippers are better. 
Okay, yeah. So, yeah, you think the Clippers are better. Uh, are the Los Angeles Clippers better than the Pelicans, fully healthy? Yes. Are the Los Angeles Clippers better than the Kings, fully healthy? De'Aaron has been really good this season so far. Yeah. I'm going to go. So is Kawhi. Gun to my head, I'm going to go. Yes, uh, the Clippers are better. Are the Los Angeles Clippers fully healthy better than the Oklahoma City Thunder? Yes. Are they better than the Dallas Mavericks? Yes. All right, now let's get to the, uh, the, the, the biggie boys. Are the Los Angeles Clippers fully healthy better than the Golden State Warriors? They play in a in a in a in a playoff series. Who are you picking to come out? The problem, it's not even saying that they're better. Is that if they match, if they play up in a match, the matchup just sucks because you don't have anybody to guard Steph. Like Russ isn't Russ isn't Russ is gonna run around screens, but you don't want Russ who's that undisciplined guarding Steph. James is not gonna be running around screens guarding guarding Steph. PG and Kawhi are not at that point in their career where they're gonna be doing that either. So it's it's really really tough. The matchup sucks. PJ and will. the goal and Golden State has the wing defenders to disrupt with Draymond with both Dre and Andrew Wiggins to guard both Kawhi and PG. Ah, I'm a gun to my head. No, they're not. No, okay. Are the Los Angeles Clippers fully healthy better than the Suns? No. And finally, are the Los Angeles Clippers fully healthy better than the other LA team, the Lakers? Obviously, the matchup everybody wants to the see. How much LA is that? Their coach got CTE, bro. Like, I like Darwin, but I don't. Know I don't. Like, his rotations are absolutely awful. Yeah, but he's tough-minded. <sighs> Talent-wise, damn. Talent-wise, the Lakers are better, but because of Darvin, that brings them down a lot. I'm gonna say the Clippers got it simply because. Oh, we lost you there for a second, Roman. You said simply because. Oh, um, simply because they got a better coach. Okay, so you're taking the Clippers. Yeah. Right, gotcha. So the Clippers are, you know, they're in that top four, and they're obviously not better than the Denver Nuggets. But I will see. Uh, just to wrap it up, I'm gonna. I'll, I obviously am not high on it. I don't get it. I like I said, I can see a. I feel like he's being set up to. I feel like he's being set. Up, the media and all people, he's being set up to fail here. Yeah. Like it's. It, well, it's easy I mean, to see. He's going to do it to himself again, so I'm not going to hear that. But I that see, is also the problem. Yeah, yes. I see a blurry picture of what everybody else sees. I just don't see it fully clear HD 4K yet. Let's see how it plays out. Let's see how they play together. Let's see how it works. Um, and uh, yeah, let's let's just see how uh, how that uh, whole thing works out in the drama of the Clippers. I know it's going to be headlining news almost on a weekly basis. So I can tell you that much. All right, um, let's get on to the other side of things, the Philadelphia 76ers. Romain, you're obviously – we're low on them coming into the season. W- what do you – I mean, what are they, the shits now? Like, After watching them these past couple of games, I think they're, what, 2-1 and one right now or something like that? 2-1, 2-1, yeah. Yeah, they're 2-1 and one right now. Um. They've beaten. The, I really, uh, I have, I, I, yeah, the teams they beat isn't been anything crazy. But they only lost I, by one point to the Bucks. Go ahead. That's also true. But also, the Bucks have no wing defenders, and they let Kelly Oubre and um Tobias Harris go fucking nuts. A lot of people aren't gonna let that happen. Yeah. But 
I really like Embiid so far. This um, it sounds crazy, but he's been a. I think part of the reason is because James Harden is so good at scrambling a defense and getting Embiid into open space. Mm-hmm. The thing with Embiid though is when he's in open space and the defense is scrambling, he was prone to making bad decisions. Mm. But oh, now yeah. that the offense is running through him again and he's playmaking from the post and he's the one scrambling the defense and making those decisions. He's been a pretty. He's been a plus passer. And Tyrese Maxey has been not lights out so far this season. Tobias is looking like he's enjoying his role as the primary, as another, as a primary scorer. Yeah, it feels good, doesn't it, Tobias? Huh? It feels good finally. <laughs> I do think now that James Harden's gone, they can stop playing freaking PJ Tucker. Well, PJ Tucker's gone, but yeah, PJ's gone now. He's on the clip. But I, they can. But um, I think PJ. I think the. Um, Doc and both Nick Nurse's lack of um, competent offense, uh, offensive scheming, like Spo, where he's able to move PJ, put him in the right spots, and at least utilize him to his maximum potential offensively. Um, I do think it's good that they have the off there, and now they have somebody that can really fit in the mix. They still have a decent bench with Anthony Melton, um, Paul Reed. Um, they got those. Th- they got the four guys coming in, and Batoon, Morris. Yeah, I think. That that too, they get really, really, they get really, really deep at the wing positions. Um, you get a lot of three and D guys here, but they lose a prime primary playmaker. Um, more responsibility for Maxi now. I think th- if anything, this is I'm not gonna lie. I think this is the perfect team to go to Portland and ask them for Ma- Malcolm Brogdon too. Um, but if you're trying to maximize and maximize and beat as much as possible for the rest of the season, I think that's the best move to make. But I I like what I'm seeing from Embiid, but at the same time, I feel like either the injuries or mid-season, mid-season corrections are going to happen. Tobias is going to go back to being mid. Tyrese Maxey is going to go back to, you know, the mean. He's probably he's better than last season, obviously, but, you know, he's not 30 points per game good yet. Things can go back yeah. to the mean. And I do think I'm most, again, their second round out, which is the biggest problem for this roster consistently. And if that's the case, and then another second round out, you're really gonna have to ask the question. Um, you don't, and they don't really have the assets anymore to. Well, unless they use the, I don't know how many draft picks they have, and unless they're willing to utilize Tyrese Max to get a real big superstar, and I don't know if any of those guys are gonna be on the market anyway to get. So it looking like this is just a fast track to a certain guy being out of there very soon. Joel Embiid. Um, and yeah. the problem with that is, is that I feel like the Heat are gonna do something stupid. <laughs> so I, I, um. With the Sixers, I just I, I'm I'm gonna mute you for a second, Roman. I hear a little echo. Um, I I for the 76ers, I just yeah, I, I I I like you know obviously some of the players that they got. Covington, I like Covington. I like Morris. I like Batum. Those are three vets that are three and D guys uh, that when you get into the playoffs, they know what to do. Um, and, and I, like I said, I was big. I was really high that this Clipper signed to uh, Kenny Martin Jr. I thought he could do a he could. He's not going to obviously be this incredible player, but I thought he could be like a spark plug in the playoffs, give you like uh, seven to 11 minutes of, of pretty good um, high energy defense, high energy offense, and, and, and contribute to some things. It's just, I, with the Sixers, like, like I think we're, I think everybody can agree this team is a second round at best. Um, and I think that Embiid is going to have to drag them there. Uh, Tobias. I've been singing the I haven't been singing the praise of Tobias, but I've been saying he can do more than what he has been shown to do in the 76ers because of his role. Um, 
Like he can create his own shot. He can average 20 points per game. But uh, like Romain said, I, I, I would, I'm mid is maybe a little, little harsh, but I, I get exactly where he's coming from. Um, Maxi, obviously young player. Uh, he's going to be taking on a much bigger role. Are oh, you muted, Romain? He's going to be taking on a much bigger role. Oh, sorry. I was it. I was saying mid in the sense that he's just not enough to put them over the edge at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I understand what you're saying. Uh, and and Maxi, it's just um, he's going to be taking on a bigger role now. Uh, so we're going to see if he can produce at that. He's uh, how old is Tyrese Maxi now? Mr. Maxi is 22 years old. He'll be 23 actually. Uh, in 23. He'll be he'll be 20 he'll be 23 uh, on the 4th of November. Uh, so four four days away from his birthday. Uh, happy early birthday, Mr. Tyrese Maxi. So we'll see how the 76 I feel like it's it's kind of the the inevitable is kind of there like we all kind of see where the end where the outcome is because if you look out on the horizon you're like all right who can they go get to 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 entice and be to stay right and I've named the people off I've named the Zach Levines the the Brandon Ingrams that's basically the best that you are going to get out there right and to go get those guys. I can't hear you, man. Oh, I'm saying the problem with that is, is that what assets do you have to beat any of the team that's gonna go also give an offer for those guys? 100. Yeah, that that that, and that's the. It's not. Yeah, the problem with them is not the fact that they can't go get guys. It's the fact that other teams are gonna go go for them, and other teams are gonna have better offers to teams that want those guys. And yeah, at the end of the day, to, you're gonna have to unload yeah, a lot. Did, Really have a lot yeah and i know they're not going to want to unload terry's maxi and teams are not going to no. value to buy and a team like the bulls if they trade zach levine they're going to go tank and if that's the, and if that's the scenario they're not going to want to buy freaking harris i mean they could take to buy i mean maybe a three team a three team trade where tobias goes to somewhere else i, I don't know um but yeah, I, yeah I but what that. team values Tobias that much to give up enough that would warrant giving up Zach Levine yeah. to spill? I mean, so then, then then that makes the maybe point they that why the maybe Bulls they can get though? DeRozan. Maybe they can get DeRozan because he's a little bit less. DeRozan to the six. I mean, he's he's better than Tobias, but like at this point, he's not that much better than Tobias Harris. Yeah, he's he's a good bit better than Tobias Harris. He is better, but he's not. He's not. This isn't prime Demar Derozan anymore. Um, so and that doesn't push over the edge at all. So yeah, Zach Levine doesn't do it anyway. He doesn't move the needle. Brandon Ingram, um, maybe he's still young as hell. He's twenty four, I think, too, and he hasn't really. Sh- I don't think he's even maybe reached his prime. He hasn't even reached his prime yet. I know that. So maybe he could be a much better player in in a couple of years. But I don't know if you're going to be able to get that. I think t- Brandon Ingram is probably if the New Orleans Pelicans are smart, they'll try and trade him for just at least something uh, before the deadline because he's going to walk for nothing at the end of the year. But if they don't. Uh, I could easily see Brandon Ingram is going to walk at the end of the year and then pick wherever he wants to go. And uh, that'll be a very – because he hasn't been able to pick where he wanted to go since uh, college. He got drafted by the Lakers and the Lakers shipped his ass to New Orleans, and now he actually gets to choose where he wants to go at the end of the the year. But, yeah, for the Sixers, second round at best, and I feel like the inevitable is on the horizon of Joel Embiid saying – See you later. Yeah, I can't do this anymore. And then to Romain's point of Miami doing something, you know, stupid in his eyes – I could see um, us trading for an Embiid. Would I be in favor of it? Not very much because I we're going to have to trade Bam up. for it. I, exactly. We're going to have to give up Bam out of bio, and that's going to be a tough one. I don't – Pat Riley values Bam to the highest, so I don't but know. But he also loves his superstars. He does. 
He does. So that'll be an interesting. I know. Yeah, that that that'll be an interesting call. I don't know where Embiid goes um, if he requests a trade. That'll but be- if hey, yo, 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 Tyler, go and average like 27, 27 from mil real fast. <laughs> go average like a good 12, 12, 12, 4, 12, 4 and 4 from mil fast. Bring up your trade value so when Embiid asks for we can pair him together and not have to give up Bam. Because if we, if it was giving up anybody but Bam and Jimmy for Embiid, I'll be all for it. I'll be yeah, all for yeah, it. Yeah, obviously, because then you could put Bam at the four. And you got you got finally got your five. Yeah, and, but, and guess but, what? Let's see. Uh, let's finally see that Embiid Jokic NBA Finals matchup, baby. Yeah. Let's see you move that, that big ass I'm... around. Fucking Joel Embiid, almost three hundred fifty pounds. What? <laughs> you know, I I, I don't I don't I don't, don't want to see that matchup because he's gonna lose that matchup. <laughs> Not if he's on the Miami Heat. <laughs> okay. Look, I have the most utmost confidence in us too, but um, not that much. Confidence. I'm looking at the lay of the land of where Embiid would go, right? Like I'm, I'm looking probably at the Knicks. Yeah, but the Knicks are the Knicks are the Knicks are Julius right Randall, down the Julius Randall, Emmanuel quickly, Julius Randall, Emmanuel quickly, R.J. Barrett, Quentin Grimes, McBride. All they have enough young guys that have all their picks plus other teams' picks. They have the All NBA guy they can give to facilitate the salary. Also, but, it's a per. It is, but, it is it is a match made in heaven. I'm not but, gonna lie to you. But and then you have the Donovan Mitchell wants to go there too. So you could so you're still okay, gonna so, have him. So are you saying are you saying that the all three could go there? Yes. Okay, okay. So I thought you were MB 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 gets traded there, Jalen Brunson stays, and Donovan Mitchell comes in, in the offseason. Because um, that's where yes. I'm going with that. Is I know I know Donovan Mitchell is going to the Knicks at the end of the season. Like I, I I'm pretty that. sure I'm I'm pretty sure the Knicks have one max slot. And by trading, Julie, by trading Julius Randall and Emmanuel quickly, if you're trading, if you're getting and get and yeah, you're 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 basically you're gonna have even more cap space because I'm pretty sure they all make more than Embiid com- combined make more than Embiid, so you're gonna. Wait, Roman, let's stop putting out great ideas for the New York Knicks, man. This want... has been the, this but is been this, this, this has been the point. This is the this is the been the no the Knicks. Have, the, I'll say one thing about the Knicks. It's been their yes. plan for the past Uncle, 15 years, though. It's finally no, going to come no. solution. <laughs> they suck. They, they are, um, the Knicks, as a team right now with Julius Randle at the helm, they freaking suck. They're going to win their 47 games. They're going to be a no, mid-seed. They're just a good they're gonna, team. They're not anything better. They're a good team that's not going to be able to do anything. But they've put themselves in a situation where they have enough guys that are on decent contracts that when you put them together, they're enough for a superstar. You still have a max slot to use to pay somebody and you also have all your draft picks and other teams' draft picks at the same time to pair together to go get any big superstar that asses out. This is what they've been working for. They put themselves in a great situation, especially by locking up Jalen Brunson. This is what they've been waiting for. The problem with this, though, is that does Jalen Brunson and Embiid move me that much, especially when you get rid of a lot of probably the depth on the roster? Yeah, but we just said it wouldn't be just Brunson and Embiid. It'd be that's the thing. You bring Donovan Mitchell here too. Big three moves you. That's the best big three in the East, to be honest. Eh, Jason Tatum, Chris Stops. No, they're better. They're better than them. They're better than them. They're better than them. Sorry. Embiid's better than than Tatum. Um, Mitchell. D Mitch is is better than Jalen Brown. Yeah. Jalen Brunson and Kristaps. Wallahi. I trust Brunson (laughs) in the playoffs more because I've seen him just what he did against us and he gained mad respect for me. So, yeah. Listen, Knicks fans. This has been the Knicks. 
This Get excited, new- guys. Get excited. This is an exciting time for you. I mean, fuck you guys, because that sucks. But, I mean, get excited. You're going to get Don Mitchell in the offseason. I've been telling the Knicks fans this for the past couple months, and some of them don't even want to hear it from me. And I'm like, why are you not just accepting this good news? Like, this is just good news. Like, you're getting Donovan Mitchell in the offseason for nothing because he wants to come there. Um, and now, now you're saying – First time any superstars ever wanted to come there for some reason, <laughs> other than Melo. Since Melo. Other than Melo. Yeah. And 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 Amari Stoudemire. Yeah, and you're not going to have to trade anything for Donovan Mitchell, and then you can probably possibly get a Joel Embiid there. I mean, that big three of Brunson, you got your point guard, you got your shooting guard in Donovan Mitchell, and you got your anchor down low in Joel Embiid. That's a freaking grit. And and I don't know if Tib, you think Tibbs would be the head coach? You think they stick with Tibbs? No, not with Embiid there. He's gonna. You can't run. You can't run Embiid into the ground. Looking with Tibbs they, like they, Yeah, they might. They might kick him out the door. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, hey, if the Los Angeles Clippers blow up, Ty Lue will probably be looking for a new job. That could be a great place for Ty Lue to go there. But I – it's damn. I mean, that sucks because, you know, the Knicks are possibly going to be the best team in the East maybe next year if they actually pull this move off. Um, but hey, no, James Dolan, he might fumble the, the back. Keeps, the landscape keeps shifting. Huh? Oh, the landscape, landscape keeps shifting. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, we know James Dolan, though, is notorious for um, – fumbling the bag uh he is basically the jerry jones of the nba and uh i wanted to comment i'm trying to pull up my damn what's even worse is there's going to be conversation with Joel Embiid asked for a trade the miami heat are in lead conversation our fans are going to get all excited and then we're not going to offer Bam. we're going to offer bam the knicks going to give a better offer with way more picks or we're not going to give up bam and people are going to be like oh my god the heat off front office sucks and then we're going to realize you guys can't get you done you guys can't make a freaking trade. Not freaking realizing that one, the Knicks offer just is gonna be flat out better yeah, than ours. And two, yeah, that one I'm not competing with. <laughs> and two, Jimmy Butler and Embiid with this Heat team, especially if you have to give up Bam, I don't even think that's. I don't think that's good. I don't think that's good enough to beat. I mean, to even to anyway. even match the the Knicks offer, you have to give up Bam and Tyler Hero and a and Do you to 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 try and match that offer of what the Knicks Emmanuel Qu- give up. Well, R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and Julius Randle. And a bunch of picks because yeah. our picks aren't really that good. They have some picks that are probably good. I don't know which ones they've got, but I know they've got some some good picks. Um, yeah, especially yeah, and Julius Randle. If Sixers can go in a full, re- you have two young guys now in both Emmanuel quickly. Your point guard now. You can have Tyrese Max as a premature on IQ is a great defender. RJ Barrett's a good wing. Well, mm-hmm. okay, okay, wing defender and been getting better as a scorer as time's gone. He had he's in a space where he can finally flourish. And the Sixers can use Julius Randle in his contract, move him, try to either get a little bit, get more picks or spot. <laughs> yes, no, you do I not know. keep him on that no, team. Do not keep him. Do not keep, him. Do not keep him there. No, I do. But um, you yeah. can use him to facilitate your future or just just hit the reset button. This process stuff, yeah. you've given it too long. It's done. And I I just see the writing on the wall, and I hate it. But well, it is what it, it is. It honestly actually even goes into the football uh, side of things. Um, the trade deadline was today, and Washington were big sellers. The commanders, they traded uh, Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Um, and James Harden just got moved. And actually, the owner of both those teams, I'm pretty sure I'm correct on this, is the same guy. Uh, the Washington Commanders and the Philadelphia 76ers, or somebody in there. I don't know if it's the owners or somebody's in there. And made a, a Joe Harris. Is it Joe Harris? Is that the name that's popping into my head? I don't know. Maybe I'm getting that wrong. But I did see something that they, they are 
somehow connected and they're making moves. So uh, basically signs are pointing to an inevitability of Joel Embiid being moved. And that sucks for Philadelphia fans because they waited all that time to trust the process. They got Markel Fultz. They got Ben Simmons. They got Joel Embiid. They had actually arguably one of the best starting five. Yeah. They had arguably one of the best starting fives at one point in NBA with, uh, um, Jimmy, Ben Simmons, ben, Jimmy, JJ, JJ Redick, Tobias, and Joel Embiid. I mean, that starting five competed with anybody, and they couldn't get the job done. And then everything you just lost, you lost in seven to the eventual NBA champions. Yep. I'm sorry. And then, and then everything fell apart at the after that. And now it looks like you're gonna have to trust another process. And fuck, no more process stuff. Yeah, Kill that. Just stop, stop the process. Just be a you know, an eighth seed in the Eastern Conference with that that team. Which Not even the eighth seed. Miss the playoffs. Miss the playoffs. Now, with that team they're going to get, they'll probably be the eighth seed in the East. The East is weak. They can be the eighth no. seed. Um, I do want to comment on this, though. You think a team You think a team of Emmanuel Quickly, Tyrese Max, and R.J. Barrett is going to be a playoff team in the East? I said, like, eighth, yeah. No. They could win a player in game. Oh man, dude. Like, let's not act like the Orlando Magic and the Indiana Pacers are world beaters. All right. Okay. Like, yes, yes. Will the Pacers walk onto the court with the best players? Sure. But let's not act like they're not they're world beaters. All right, Romain. We're not saying they're world beaters. We're just saying they're gonna beat a 76 team with Tyrese Maxey, Emmanuel Quickly, and RJ Barrett. That's not being a world beater, that's being a good team. <laughs> now I want to discuss this though. The play-in and in-season tournaments, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of it. Don't like it at all. Not one bit. I, I haven't I haven't even looked into it too much because I don't care. I, I just hate care. both of them. I hate both of them. I hate the play-in. I hate the in-season tournament. And um, Oh, no, I love the play-in. I love the play-in. Oh, no, I think I just... the play-in is stupid um, I, because I think it's just so dumb because – all right, so we um, – Romaine, we're on the same basketball team. Uh, we're, uh, we're competing for 82 games throughout a season. Uh, fighting our asses off, right? Competing for a spot. And now you're telling me at the end of the season, we just bust our off for 82 seasons, 82 games, I should say. We have a better record than this team behind us. And now we have to play them in a one-game single elimination, which the NBA has never been. It's always been a seven-game series. And now we have to do – Win the game. If no, you're, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Win the game. I just played 82 fucking games. And you're not if, you're seventh, if you're game? seventh in it. If you're a seventh and an eighth seed, it's hey. not a one game thing. You have two chances, my nigga. You better win one of them yeah, freaking no, games. I don't, care. I don't care. Nope. Nope. I don't want to hear. No. Right, well, you know you should have done. You, you know you should have won. You know you should have done one more games. Hey, Be a know. six seed. Hold on. We had the same problem. It was our freaking fault. That hey. should happen. Yeah, I know, and I understand that. But wait, I can say the same thing about the damn nine and ten seed. Why are we giving opportunities to teams that didn't take advantage of any opportunity? Now we're just giving it to the nine and ten. Really? There's only there's only thirty teams in the NBA. We're giving nine and ten seeds opportunities now. Yes. I don't like it. I think it's stupid. I think it's dumb. I think it's. I think it's also game. great. I think it's great because a lot of those nine and ten seeds, or even those eight seeds, are really young teams. And people don't even get to see them on national TV. No, but just listen to me. Listen to me. A lot of those young teams that um people don't get to watch a lot. People don't you people don't know about the Orlando Magic like that. People don't know about the Indiana Pacers like that. People don't know about the Detroit Pistons. People didn't know about the OKC Thunder last year like that. Mm-hmm. And you give those teams opportunities on national TV to show what they're made of. Yeah. They get better and that's they get experience in a playoff like atmosphere. Let's say they win those games. Yeah. A young team gets to be on prime stage and get those reps. Yeah. I don't see how this is a bad thing. Yeah, I really know, don't. You know what they get to see, Romain? You know what they get to those see? Those vets that are those vets that are the that are the seventh and eighth seeds 
that that should have won more games. Yeah. Boo hoo! You've been here for a while. Win more freaking games. You know, you know what they're gonna see, Romain. You say they get to see people get to see them exposure. So you know what they get to see. They get to see those those young teams get their ass absolutely handed to them because that's what's gonna happen. They're gonna have to go up against the damn number one seed. They're gonna get their asses handed. To every them. single young Great team that we've every single every single, every single young team we've seen in those in those situations will come back the next season on timing. Literally, the Memphis Grizzlies in the play-in beef Golden State gets there. John Morant and Dylan Brooks go absolutely freaking brazy on the Utah Jazz. They lose the series, but guess what? That experience helps them be the second seed the next season. Was it the experience? Yes! I don't know about that. People were saying Ja was the same player from his first year to second year because the numbers is exactly the same. He's playing effect on the court impact. All of that was the same. You know what the difference was? When he got in that playoffs, he showed that he was built for this. And then the next season, he was built for this for the entire season. Yeah. Was uh, Dylan Brooks built for this? How do you look against Steph Curry? Yes! Y'all acting like he's not one of the better defenders in the game. Oh my! Y'all just love clowning that man for no wait, reason. Wait, 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 wait. I clowned him. I clowned him? No, I'm talking about how do you look yes! at Steph Curry yesterday. You saw the clip. You know what's crazy? You, you, you know what's crazy? Steph shot two for eight against him. Two for eight. No, one for eight. And he got away with a he got away with a carry on play one. And he shot two for eight against him. You saw the only shot he made. You saw the only three he was able to make on Dylan Brooks. And then he went crazy, and everybody went with that narrative. Dylan Brooks did a great job of guarding him. All I know is I saw this. Y'all just love to clown that man for. I get he. I get he does the bullshit. But y'all gotta stop. Look at that. Look at this. The Pelicans last season, or the season before that, we all got to see Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum go crazy and nearly beat the Phoenix Suns. And if Zion and while Zion is healthy next season, they are the fourth seed. The only yeah. thing that stopped them from being one of the top teams in the league is health. Every single time we see a young team in the play-in that gets that experience, they come back the next year looking fantastic. So we should expect the Timberwolves to look great this year. Okay. The Timberwolves and the OKC Thunder look great this year. And so far, they both look pretty good. Yeah, we'll see. But we're dancing around the issue, though, at the end of the day. The in-season tournament, the play-in tournament, it's all designed to get people to care about the regular season more, which they are failing to do. So, Romain, again, my argument is and always will be this. You're putting a Band-Aid over a open 12-inch knife wound from Michael frickin' Myers, man, all right? You, it's not working. You can try this pixie dust, the smoke and mirrors and all that stuff. The crux of the issue, and we all know what the NBA actually has to do to get people to give a fuck and give a shit about the NBA regular season. We all know what it is. We all know. They don't want to admit it. We all know it's you have to shorten the season. But what does that mean? That means they have to give up a lot more money. They have to, they're going to make less money. The players are going to make less money. Everybody's going to be making less money. But guess what? People are going to actually give more crap about your product during the regular season. You want to know why the NFL is king? Because there's only 17 games the regular season. Every game counts. That's the real crux of this whole issue where the NBA is trying smoke and mirrors over here. Smoke and mirrors over here. Look look, look at look, look at this playing tournament. Look at this playing tournament. Look, look, look at our in-season tournament. Look at our look at our look cool courts. Look at that. Look at that, everybody. Instead of, no, we have to actually shorten the season. But maybe we'll get to that at one point, hopefully, because 82 games is ridiculously long. 
Um, it's unnecessarily long, actually, if in my opinion. But that is going to wrap up episode 138 of the Wise Guys podcast. I have been your host, Brandon Capazello. That was Romaine Davis, FLB. And if you stayed until the very end, please give us a thumbs up. Like the video, subscribe, please subscribe. No six six six. We gotta stop that. We got, I don't even like saying it. So please just hit the damn subscribe button, please. Thank you. Share the content with your friends and family. Comment along with us and tell us your thoughts and opinions on what we talked about. If the Embiid inspired it to the Knicks, huh? Clips are they championship bound now? What's going on with the Sixers? Tell us your opinion. Tell me how uh you know Brandon is right about the uh the tournaments and how they're you're six sixty six. You're six sixty seven now. And what happened? You're six sixty seven now. 667. Thank you, people. Nice people out there, man. There's good people out there. All right. Uh, comment along with us and uh, tell us your thoughts and opinions. And uh, follow us all on our social medias. Links are in the description. Go subscribe to Romain Channel. FLB links are in the description. And until next time, I'm going to steal a line from my guy. God first. God bless. Later. <laughs>